forever. Dog. This show, Double Threat, is not in any way sponsored by the movie Scoob. Double Threat. I'm Julie Klausner in New York City. And I am Tom Sharpling, and I'm in Los Angeles, and we are going to do another episode of everybody's favorite podcast, Double Threat. And we are so excited this week because on the show we got some great submissions of lyrics for our American Pie song, and we're going to be doing that later, so stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Tom, what I like about the summer is are those big summer movies that oh, yeah. you, you, you know, popcorn movies, I like to call them, such as Chainsaw Munich. Boys. What? Munich. Munich. Press one. If the movie you'd like to see is The Chainsaw Boys, press one now. If the movie you'd like to see is House Plants. Press with a Z. <laughs> House plants with an S. Press two. House plants with a Z. Press two twice or four once. <laughs> Just the movie phone guy falling apart. What is an experience that you had watching a movie in the summertime that you look back on and you were like, "Oh, this was either for the air conditioning or like, do you have like a?" specific summer movie going experience back when we could go to movie theaters that you'd like to share. That's a funny story. Uh, yeah. Let me think. I, when I was a kid, there was this like movie theater that would have like, it was a crummy theater, really crummy theater, just cheap seats and terrible popcorn and just low, low rent. Um, but it was close to close to my parents' house. So, they would have these like movie things in the summer where you just dump kids off and they play literally any piece of garbage that they can get because no one cares. It's just the idea that your kid is at the movies. Like yeah. it didn't matter what movie it was. I remember they played some movie and it was, it was so lousy. Like the theater owner had gotten whatever it was, was so bad. Oh, it was a space. I can remember now it was a space movie where I just remember a dude got his cord cut and was like floating away. Like he was on a spacewalk and his cord got cut. And it was like a cheap version of 2001, which I didn't know at the time. Yeah. I guess. And then um, I remember kids were just like, this movie sucks. And everybody wanted to leave. And the kids started leaving. The owner's like, you can't leave. You can't leave. Your parents left you here. To think like kids like this movie's terrible. We want to. It's like we want to just. We're just gonna go, and the owner would not let kids leave the theater. Well, because he was assigned the job of being the head camp counselor for a, a indoor camp that was not for rich kids, and he yeah. wasn't expecting that job. No. That was my camp. <laughs> Things like that were my camp. Yeah. Um. And then what would you say, I mean, obviously times are very strange, but like, what would you say the family friendly movie of the summer of 2020 is? Oh, well, that's, that's uh, not even a, that's not, that's the easiest question I've ever had to answer. Right. Scoob. So we prepared a show that was going to be sponsored by Scoob. And then we were told like three days ago that Scoob would not sponsor this episode. And this is all true. This is not a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we had the idea of basically handing the show yeah. an episode of the show to Scoob. Which came from, by the way, there was a lot of Scoob promoted posts on Instagram at one point in the last couple months. Like I follow oh, yeah. 
you know, not to brag, but I follow some pretty prominent Basset Hounds on Instagram, and there were some, there was specifically some Scoob-sponsored content. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, they're, you know, giving out money to anyone who comes at them with an open hand, but not an open hand like, I'm going to raise a hand to you. Not that kind of open hand. Yeah, no, we wanted a piece of the Scoob pie. Wait, quickly. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever been hit with an open hand versus a closed fist? I've been punched with a closed fist and hit with an open hand. slapped? Yeah. Good. So Scoob said to us. How about you? I've been slapped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Neither of them are particularly fun. Who hit you with a closed fist? Let's put their name. Let's dox them. I'm not going to dox anybody. It's a high school thing. You get punched. Nope. Not happening as an adult. Not who's gonna, Yeah, who's beating me up as an adult? Hayes Davenport. <laughs> he give you the old. He give you the old Harvard handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like you to meet my roommates, Hasty and Pudding. Yeah, that's exactly there. Yeah, <laughs> and I get punched by Hasty and Pudding. <laughs> Do you Have think you we'll wait? ever get invited there? No. No. You don't think they'll put us in that wagon or whatever? They pull you around the campus in like a little wagon or something? They pull you around the campus in a wagon. They give you one of those wigs that mm-hmm. have like uh, like ringlets, like Shirley Temple ringlets attached to them. Sure. And then they give you like a big lollipop. Okay, so then you have to sing on the good ship lollipop. You sing on the good ship lollipop. I would sing lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, okay. lolly, lolly, lollipop. Mm-hmm. Pop, and then I would probably have hair that was made out of a mop. So they'll drop a mop on your head. Yes. I'll have a Shirley Temple ringlet wig on. Yes. They'll pull us around the Harvard campus in a little <laughs> red wagon. Yes. And we throw and lollipops um, at the... The rich people. Yeah, but they have um, fenton- their fentanyl lollipops. Oh, okay. So they just they throw these fentanyl lace lollipops to the... Harvard kids. And they're like, my doctor, like my dad's a doctor. I could get these anytime I want. And then yeah. you and then you get and that's when we get off the wagon and start hitting them. That's yeah. And that is us getting accepted by Harvard. Tasty pudding. So anyway, we prepared this show sponsored by Scoob. Um, Tom, did you watch Scoob? I did. What happens in it? Well, it starts off the young Scoob. Puppy? Yeah, puppy Scoob steals a giant block of gyro meat from a (laughs) place on the boardwalk. That's not true. Oh, it couldn't be more true. So we have to also make this clear that Tom saw Scoob. I did not see Scoob because I learned that we were not being sponsored by Scoob. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the best of Groucho. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Which we're not sponsored. We were. (laughs) No. Can you imagine? (laughs) The best of Groucho. I I said, not going to be sponsoring the show. No. I said, Scoob is not sponsoring us. Okie dokie. Guess what? I'm out of 70s Columbos. I am going Mm -hmm. into the 80s because that's just the kind of girl I am. But in the meantime, you bet your ass I'm going to watch fucking like old guy Groucho being like, guess the secret word and a duck comes down from the ceiling because that's what television was. That's that's all it was, was just they needed two podiums and a duck on a string. And then this is the best of it. This is the best, yeah. The best yeah. of him. Yeah. With a witty aside every once in a while. Every once in a while is generous. Um, so that's what I've been doing, but you watch Scoob and I'm going to try to guess when you're lying about yeah. what you tell me Scoob mm-hmm. is about. So you're telling mm-hmm. me with a straight face that it opens with Scoob and by the way, when we say Scoob, we mean Scooby Doo. Is that true or false? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Scooby-Doo as a puppy stole a bunch of gyro meat when he, he was. He stole a gyro thing off this, off the rotating. Uh, like a shawarma, like a whole shawarma. Yes. Uh-huh. And he grabs that, By the it. way, is that your favorite Frank Zappa song, shawarma? My favorite Frank Zappa song is uh, the uh, wee-wee-doo-doo uh, <laughs> sweet in D. 
He's so And that D and that D also stands for doo doo. Doo doo, yeah. Okay. Just a guy who writes the most overcomplicated arrangements <laughs> and comes up with the dumbest lyrics to go with them. Like oh, you're know. you're off base on both parts. Simplify <laughs> the music. Work harder and on the elevate, lyrics. And elevate the <laughs> yes, lyrics. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, oh, Bach. Bach is this talented guy. Have you heard Bach? You're like, yeah, but he lets his dog write the words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, diarrhea. Diarrhea. And it's always like double tracked because the guy can't sing at all. Like. Just, yeah, he sucks. Uh, um, so, so Scoob steals a shawarma, and yeah. then what happens? When does when do we meet Shaggy? He's, Is Shaggy he's young chased too? by a cop? He's getting okay. chased by a cop on the boardwalk. Okay. And then Co- Coney Island. A, uh, I think it's Venice. Okay. Then there's a young Venice Shaggy. Kill- <laughs> not Venice, Italy. No, it's not Italy. No, this is not taking place in Europe. This is very American. This movie is extremely American. It okay. might be the most American movie I've ever seen. From the guy, from the country that brought you Scoob. It, it really, yeah. Here it's is, unprecedented levels of COVID nineteen. Yes, it's hot spots, roving hot spots. <laughs> Will your city coming to your city next? Coming to your city. While South Korea, meanwhile, has had this thing figured out five months yeah. ago. Yeah, because they paid people to stay inside for three weeks. That's it. That's <laughs> all it. they do is just like that's all they needed. Hey, just stay. Everyone stay inside for three weeks. We'll pay all of you. Just stay inside, okay? Meanwhile, South Korea is like working on its like fifth parasite sequel. They're like, why not? Yeah, and then then there's a very sad young boy on the boardwalk who has no friends. Mm-hmm. And then he meets, then he goes and he starts talking to a sandcastle that had been to like a little <laughs> sand figure that had been built already, right? And he's having lunch with it, and he doesn't realize that this puppy's hiding in it. Oh! And then he's like, uh, "I may you can have half my sandwich." So he gives him half the sandwich, and he's like, oh, "I forgot to put the liverwurst on it." Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scoop pulls out this giant block of uh, <laughs> compress this thing, and then they, then the, the cop sh- shows up, and he's wait, like, wait, "Hey, okay, yeah." Mm-hmm. He's like, "He's like, what's this? The, this dog has this stray dog. I'm taking this stray dog in." And he goes, "He's not a stray. He's my dog." And then he looks down. And he goes, "Well, what's your dog's name?" And he sees. Um, <gasps> He sees a box of Scooby snacks. So then he what? says, Snacks. He says, My dog's name is Snacks. <laughs> and then, do you believe me on this? I have a, I'm waiting for you to end, and then I have like and then three he goes, like, yeah. Wait, no, his name's Scooby. And he goes, Oh, yeah, well, what's your dog's middle name? And he goes, <laughs> Doobie. And he goes, <laughs> And then, and the cop, and he goes, Scooby Dooby Doo is his name, and the cop goes, "Well, he's got a middle name. I'll, you know, I'll be on my way." And then, then they go. He Shaggy takes him home, and then they become pals. That's not. That's not true. What elements do you think I just made up? I think the middle name is silly, mm-hmm. but I don't think you made it up. I think this the the part where you said his name is Snacks. I don't think I. I don't believe that. I made up nothing. This is all that happened in the movie. Shut I up. literally told Are you, you I made up 0% of what happened in the first three minutes of Scooby-Doo. Scoob, oh, my God. Scoob. Yeah. All right. So then they go trick-or-treating. What are they dressed up as? Oh, Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. Okay. You know that awesome show? You know Dino Mutt? No. Is a robotic dog it was in the <laughs> Hanna-Barbera universe. That sounds about right. This movie is also a full-on Hanna-Barbera-verse movie right. where yeah. they're all in it. 
Then these Justin Bieber looking kids in juggalo face paint steal their Halloween candy and throw it into the old haunted house. Okay. Like go get it. Yeah. And then okay. they meet they meet these other trick or treaters, uh Daphne. Daphne, Fred, and Velma. Velma. And they go in and help them get it, and then they meet a g- 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 ghost in the house. Wait, uh, what are Velma, Fred, and um, Daphne do? It? They're, are they? They're, they're trick or treating in, also in a, in a haunted house. No, they were just walking down the street and saw it happen, and they go to help them. Okay, because they're nice and friendly. Yeah. Okay. And they go in, and then they see a ghost, and then okay. Then they and then realize, they're trapped in this haunted house with a ghost. But then they solve the mystery. It's not a ghost. It's a, what's the it's mystery? That it was a guy stealing uh, TVs and stuff. It's like it was like a crime <laughs> ring. They expose they uh, they unearth a crime ring from the. Is it like a bottle episode? Like all of them are in the, this is the just haunted five, house the whole time. This is just a two more minutes of the movie. Really? This is all. This is yeah. This is uh, all. Tom and Julie, I'm so sorry to interrupt here, but. Um, Scoob's PR team. Uh, not only did they not agree to a sponsorship, but they said that if if we talked about Scoob at any length, we had to make it very clear that we are not sponsored by. Oh, Scoob. I thought I thought we made that clear. It, it, it was kind of loosely alluded to, but if I could just get a clean sort of like almost like a disclaimer oh, sure. style yeah, kind yeah. of sure, statement sure. from okay. both sure. of you, I'm so go. sorry. It's just for no, no. legal purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. This show, Double Threat, is not in any way sponsored by the movie Scoob. Okay. okay. And, uh, can I get one from Tom too? Sorry, just so I have an, yeah. an all. Yeah. The, this podcast, Double Threat, is not in any way sponsored or affiliated with the motion picture Scoob released in the year 2020. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Okay. So we're what's right, stu- So, you know, it's okay. So, what stupid mm-hmm. shit happens next? Is Muttley involved? Oh, Muttley is. Uh, is. Is he Scoob's nemesis? No. Muttley is kind of. Muttley's trapped on the other side of a dimensional portal uh, in this because they're trying to get this ancient uh, riches. They're trying to tap, get these ancient, because Scoob is, it turns out he's a descendant of, uh, of like an original, like an ancient dog that was like, I can't remember what, like some mythological character. I'll say this. I'd rather watch Scoob than most of these Pixar movies. Oh boy, here we go again. It's more how's, fun. How's, how's Plants with a Z? It was much more fun than something. And watch them. Watch this movie. What's it about? This seventy-five-year-old. I know he's miserable. It's about how you'll never be happier than you yeah. once were. He's so unhappy and sad. He just wishes he was dead. <laughs> Because his wife is dead and he just doesn't know what to do. He's so sad. Oh, and it's just like, no. you know what I think I'm going to watch instead? The thing with the Justin Bieber uh, kids and Juggalo. So what happens face- with the, the Bieber Juggalos? Did they- oh, nothing. Oh, okay. And can we also look up to see like what other things were sponsored by Scoob that is not us? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and just so you guys, um, I, I think, you, like, we're not getting any money from Scoob at all. You guys but are it clear on that, I, right? Yeah, I okay. know. We're clear on that. Yeah, okay. But I'm also, I, I appreciate Tom being honest about what he liked and what he didn't like because it's clear that we don't have a, you know, pardon my pun, bone to pick. That we're mm-hmm. not like bitter about not being sponsored by Scoob. But I think Tom's being fair about what he liked about Scoob. Yeah. And look, is this the best movie I've seen this year? It yes. might be. Yes. I'm going to say. Of course it is. What have you seen that's better? Nothing. I'm going to get right. Scoob is, prob- is the best movie of 2020. Yeah. And I would like to just respectfully request that they the people at Scoob hear this and send us something. Send yeah. me something. Anything. Send me a. Send Anything. me a. One of those jackets with all ascots. the scoobs all over it. I, like this is what a I scoob want. On the I back. want an ascot. I want like a little scarf, the like Fred wears, but for a dog, so I can okay. put it on my parents' dog. Sure, like a little little scoob ascot, like a Fred ascot on a dog yeah, would be so cute, yeah. like a little pink ascot. Yeah, yeah. I want from the scoob people one of those ugly baseball bomber jackets. 
that just say Scoob on the back. Mm-hmm. And maybe have on the back it says Scoob, and on the front it's got like a little, little, like a little Scoob. Swastika? Little swastika. Like a tiny little swastika. Just a teeny tiny <laughs> one. Teeny. Well, it's actually a. No, this is it's not a swastika. It's an Indian symbol. It's a Korean you, you know, symbol it's for actually love. Like it's a prayer. Uh, it's actually yeah, love. love. Uh, thank you very much. This is me showing my love for everyone. <laughs> Including Nazis. <laughs> and especially Nazis. <laughs> and only Nazis. <laughs> I gotta say, Scoob, five stars. And I would wear probably an XL with the jacket because I want it to be a little roomy. Um, so any merch that you can send, Scoob stuff, hats, yeah, I don't wear Bomber baseball jackets. hats, but my dad does. Well, and I really hope that that Scoob's marketing team is listening because I, I gotta say they really dropped the ball on this one. I mean, that was well, they, that was some of the best very, advertising yeah. I, I, you could possibly give for Scoob, and and you know it was honest too. Yeah, and I'm sorry, yeah. I don't mean to pick a bone here, but but you know, I like Scoob, like Scoob. I, you know, Scoob would pick a bone. <laughs> I went back and forth with their marketing team for a month, <laughs> and That's true. I, in case you. This is a this bit, is by the way. Bit. It's totally not. This Brett not. was real. At one point, there was a call that was set, and call, I was yeah. like, "And I was like, Brett, I had to handle type in this a code to get into the conference line." <laughs> so and Brett really did. It was like Brett yeah. did a val- Prince Valiant like job. Mm-hmm. He really did follow through. Well, look, the pie's the pie's not on my face here. I mean, I mean, they they yeah. re- they're the ones that missed out, uh, and I think that's obvious now. And you know, yeah. if they're listening. Once again, this this episode is not sponsored by Scoob, but it sure as no. hell should have been because that yeah. was that was the best uh, advertising yeah. the Thank movie's you, gotten Brett. all year. And I'll say I'll also say this, Brett: if you have pie in your face, you invite Scoob over. He'll he'll lick it right <laughs> off. See, there you go. It, it just I mean, it just keeps getting better. I mean, they really, you guys. I think I might send this episode to them. Uh, I hope you do. You know, yeah, yeah. Set it. Yeah, make them punch in a code. Yeah. Punch in a code just like over at Harvard, right? Yeah, punching in. Punch that. right in the face. We got to get in at this Harvard thing. Picture us rolling through on those wagons, me with my scoob jacket on, right? <laughs> and me with a horse head for some you, reason. You, you wearing a horse head, me with my scoob jacket and ball cap and <laughs> scoob sweatpants. I'll just be head to toe in scoob gear. I'll have cargo shorts on and they'll be filled with fentanyl lollipops. And then we get to talk to the kids at Harvard and teach them about comedy. And then they go, I want your job. (laughs) And then as soon as you open your mouth, you realize they already have it. Yeah. Then you realize, well, actually I can't. And then you're like, wait, how am I? (laughs) How how are you in the wagon now? And I'm not like it just something. It just happens. Is that a good idea for like, because I'm not good at thinking about sci-fi or fantasy stuff, but like, is there anything to like a portal style thing where like a Harvard person meets anyone and they're like, I want your job. And they immediately switch. Yes, that would be. No, that's that's not science fiction. That actually is <laughs> happening. Are you kidding? Why would you think that that's science fiction? I want that job. <laughs> And then you go to the basement of the the tasty pudding thing, and you're just like tasty pudding. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every year they do this funny sketch show. It's called the Tasty Pudding Review, yeah. and a lot of people use it for their packets. Mm-hmm. You yes, know, as I you wrote know, <laughs> a, a parody of body of Divergent called. Blurgent. <laughs> I think it's great that Conan had no <laughs> no experience on camera whatsoever. Yeah. Let's put this guy on. Like people are just like, who's going to take over? Is it yeah. going to be Craig? Yeah. Ke- or is it going to be who? Right. Now who was it? Be? It was the guy everybody thought it was going to be. Was Greg Kinnear, John, right? John. Yeah, like, it was John right. Stewart and, or John Greg Stewart Kinnear? was like, well, John Stewart's going to replace. Leno, right? That yeah. was like the conversation about that. Yeah. It really is. The Conan thing is as close to like that Whoopi Goldberg movie where she owns the Knicks because she makes like a half court basket. Wait, is, like, is that like, a real movie? Yeah. Eddie. 
Oh, that's what happens in Eddie? I th- I'm pretty sure she something made- <laughs> like that happens in Eddie. There's, it has a, there's a movie where someone, because that's like a thing they do at halftime, right? They like, they're like, yeah, you can who, make you a basket, get, yeah. you win a prize. Yeah, usually you get, usually you get like uh, $5,000 <laughs> or something. They should remake Eddie and just call it Conan. But then there's. <laughs> only, only in the second act. Uh-huh. He, he like he's like I want my talk show to not be on at twelve oh five. Yeah, I want it to be on at eleven thirty five. And then the movie, and then ends. he ends up like in Kuwait. Yeah, the to- movie ends with him moving the Knicks to Kuwait. He's in Kuwait trying to get someone to talk to him and sign a release, yeah. even though they're like, "Who are you and why should I sign yeah. anything?" And then the next thing you know, he has a podcast, and he's like, <laughs> "I've never heard a podcast in my life." I've never heard of podcasts in my life, and now I'm going to talk to John Goodman. He was so mean about Connor's dead eyes thing. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got some he's got some uh, he's got some explaining to do as far as on the double threat team. Yes, we. Oh, you know what? Open invitation. Our our friend Kevin Bartelt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Conan wants to come on and. A friend of me. He, Kevin's a friend of me. He's not a friend. He's a friend of me. Right. Brett is a friend. Mm. And the enemy of my friend is my enemy. It's and Coco. The enemy of my friend is my frenemy. And yeah. Kevin is my frenemy because he's Brett's enemy. Because it's right. Earwolf versus it's the wolf versus the dog. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Bitter they're rivalry. On team, they're on team Co COVID. Yeah. Kuwait, wait, don't tell me. Is that a thing? <laughs> I was talking to, I was texting with Alex Cordellas about David Berman because he's like, I love David Berman's poems. And I wrote, David Berman Munster, is that anything? And he wrote back, no. <laughs> no. And I was like, fine. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Like, I can't do anything right. Come on. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's the one year anniversary of David Berman putting out his final album and you're and you're just like David Berman Munster? And he's like, You're a bad friend. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm bad Whoop. at listening to stuff that's important to people. He's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, this guy was real artist. <laughs> one of the one of the heavyweights of the field. David Berman Munster, you mean? I Lily, can only think, I, Lily, oh Lily, <laughs> Hyman, Boyman, <laughs> Lily, yeah, he licks his filthy, Boyman, David Boyman, filthy dry charcoal thin lips. Oh, why didn't we have jobs in the sixties when writing for television just meant like let's put Herman Munster in a baby bonnet? <laughs> Give him a big rattle <laughs> and yeah. a bib. Where? Why don't we do that? This is how the this is how your day started writing for the monsters. Yeah. Show up at work, start drinking. Like you just have like some bourbon. Like you immediately you show up at the office, pour yourself some bourbon, <laughs> then go in the writer's room with the other eighteen guys yeah. that are uh-huh. the the other fifty five year old guys yeah who are all yeah. drunk they've already moved on like, to like they're like why are you, it's nine in the morning why are you eating a pastrami yeah. sandwich yeah exactly you just you talk about your gout for a little bit to like that's like the that's like the patter yeah. before the room starts they're like oh god what did your what did your wife not shut up about until you had yeah. to hit her last night <laughs> and then and then finally somebody goes hey what if uh <laughs> Herman is at the firehouse. We'll put him in a fireman go. helmet. Well, is that an episode? And they're and like, they all go home. I guess. And then they leave. Then they all drive drunk. Then they, yeah, then they drunk drive to uh, <laughs> when they go to Musso and Frank's. They're just, there's just all these huge, these huge <sighs> steel cars going down the road with like death machines. They're all drunk. Swer- swerving into the. Yeah. Down Hollywood we do, Boulevard. We should do a what? Oh, we should do a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood only about like the Herman, like the Munsters writers. 
Yeah. <laughs> and instead of like dealing with the man's family, they yeah. like, I don't know. And then they're like, these guys are just like the other. And the other crazy thing is just like, when you look at these shows, it's like, yeah, monsters, they made uh, 98 episodes of it in two years. You're like, like it was on for like a year and a half and they made 400 episodes yeah. of it. Yeah. So they're just, they're, they were just drunk all the time, just oh, yeah. working and drunk. We got to do three monsters. <laughs> we got to go with three episodes. As he, wait. Eddie's the Little League team. Is what that one? We, <laughs> yeah, have we, sure. Wait, have we, put him in a, have we put him in a sailor suit this week? If Grandpa <laughs> gets like a spell or something, he does like. <laughs> what if. I'm sorry, I threw up on the writer's room table again. I'm so sorry. But actually, the only wrong thing is that he's saying, I'm sorry. That's actually the wrong. Billy, like, I threw up on the table. <laughs> what if Grandpa buys a car? <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, we are back. Brett, what are we doing? Uh, so uh, thanks, everybody, for sending in clips. Uh, so much good stuff has been rolling in the past couple weeks. Uh, this uh, one that we're going to talk about today caught my eye. It was submitted by multiple people. Uh, so thanks to Stephen, Jack, and I think some other listeners as well for sending this in. Uh, it is a trailer for a movie that I believe just came out uh, last Friday. Um, so if you like what you see here, you can, uh, go find that movie online. Uh, it's a movie called money plane and it stars, um, it stars Kelsey Grammer. Um, it also stars, uh, edge, um, who was a WWE wrestler. Um, and let's see who else we got. Denise Richards in here, a couple other people. Uh, but this is a movie money plane. Available now, and here's the trailer. Oh, you a gambling man, Jack? Not anymore. Once a gambling man, always a gambling man. Let's go, let's go! You bet everything you have. Toss up a coin. One side. You, your family, live the life they always dreamed of. On the other side, you lose everything. You owed a lot of money to some very bad people. So I bought your debt. Now you're going to have to repay me that debt. Can we just get to the job? It's a legend in the underworld. Supposing to know, it's the money plane. A bulletproof casino in the sky, untouchable by any government agency. Whatever you want to wager on, the money plane has you covered. Rush it, then. Word is they carry up to a billion. All right, can you hit can you hit pause, please, for a second? So this is the... this is. The dumbest thing ever. There's the a casino money casino on a plane. That's the premise of this. That you can bet on anything on the money plane because it's outside of any government jurisdiction. How is that different than a regular casino? Well, I don't think you can do Russian roulette in a regular casino like with a. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. In it's a, true. You know what? How about reverse Russian roulette? How about there's one missing bullet in the chamber? Uh-huh. I can do the old spinsies. So it's Kelsey Grammer. Who seems like he's taking over like 
Kevin Spacey role. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. like he's ready to be the Spacey scab that America oh. does not need and didn't ask for. Exactly. He's like Kevin he's like, Spacey, I, yeah. but he sits a lot. He <laughs> seems like he's fused to that chair. Like, he's just fused to chair. Like, what? Like, when he considers a project now, he asks what kind of chair yeah. he'll be sitting he's in. Kevin Lazy. Kevin Lazy. Do you think he was just like, look, this Kevin Spacey thing is obviously disgusting, but uh, it's going to be good for business over at the old grammar household. I want you and your crew to take down the house. That's insane. Yeah. Heck, might even be a good time. Now, without further ado, sit back, relax, and prepare for takeoff. Yeah, hold on. Who's Adam Copeland? I think he's Edge. That's Edge's real name. Okay. Sorry, what were you saying, Tom? I was just saying, I can't exactly picturing that uh, name popping up on that screen as the first one being particularly invigorating. Wait, this is an Adam Copeland movie? <laughs> I think I was hoping it would be Edge from U2. That I would want to see. Then it would be like hat plane. Like he needs to like steal all the a plane full of hats. Or, or it could be money hat. Money hat. The hat full of money. Yeah. You got to get that hat. It's full of money. Because the edge ha- does what? He wears He wears a lot of wide brim hats. Um, I feel like he's always wearing sunglasses. And I pic- I'm picturing him in like a backward sort of kangle or like a. He does. He doesn't wear scarves the way like little Steven wears scarves. Like the but I do, like a babushka, or like a beanie or a beret. Mm-hmm. Hasn't the Edge been doing those little like ski hats, like those little like cold, yeah, cold like weather kind of like skull little skull caps or something? I want to see the Edge wear a hat like the one guy on Oz wore that teeny tiny little hat that somehow stayed on his shaved head <laughs> without moving. That's the look I want to see Edge switch up to. What about a Dr. Seuss rave hat? That would be pretty cool. That would make me... I would see if you two were playing a concert next week in a stadium, I would yeah. risk it to go... And it was guaranteed that he was going to wear one of those hats. Uh-huh. Julie, I would take my chances <laughs> to just see that. See him in a, in a, in a uh, Dr. Dr. Seuss, Seuss hat. hat. This show is not safe. Do not enter the building. We cannot guarantee anything. You <laughs> probably you... will get sick. Oh, but Edge will be wearing a Dr. Seuss hat. And then like the lights go out and you see like one spotlight on the side of the stage mm-hmm. and like his head like pops out like horizontally. You just like see that. So in other words, like you see the hat and then it's like, oh. And then you see his face and he waves. Oh, I thought it would be like the music starts like ning a ning a ning a ning a ning and then like the floor starts rising and out of the floor come the four members of U2 and like you see Bono rise up and then and then the edge just keeps going because the hat's so high. You're just like <laughs> waiting for when you actually see the guy. <laughs> it's face. an all hat coming up out of the floor. And they and then you realize like he needed that extra time. To go to the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, stall for time. <laughs> He's like, which hat should we use? The tallest one. The tallest one. That'll buy me a good minute and a half. <laughs> Dead. By the time you touch down. Now bring me my money. Well, <laughs> it's no scoob. That's all I can say. Um, well, that looked terrible. And Kelsey Grammer is a seems like a really bad person. Yeah. The only good thing Kelsey Grammer has ever done, as mm. we all know, is fall <laughs> off of that stage. Oh, good and, Lord. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. And here's a crazy thing to think about with this, yeah. Julie, and yes. by extension, everyone else. Kelsey Grammer's a right-wing guy. Mm-hmm. Right-wing of the money plane. Yes, but he's... He's he's a Republican, so he's that stage he fell off of hmm. was shaped like the United States. Did you know that? Yes, I did. So he's he fell off walking. like Florida. 
this is the thing. He fell off around Texas and New Mexico. This is why this Kelsey Grammer wants a wall uh, <laughs> built <laughs> so he doesn't fall off the the USA shaped stage. That's why he's like build the wall cuz then it would have stopped me from falling off the stage. <laughs> so do you think that he thinks like the pit is Mexico? He fell when, off into the Gulf he, of Mexico. Do you think that he fe- do, you, do you think that he thinks that he fell into Mexico that night? I think he feels that if there was a wall None of this would have happened. It would have prevented him from. I would love to see that Kelsey Grammer thing. The only thing that could make that funnier is if somebody added in a splash sound as if (laughs) it was full of water, as if he fell into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) To hear a splash sound would make me. Can someone do that, please? Someone can would, send us that. I would faint if if it was <laughs> <laughs> if it just sounded like yeah. he was wet. Or just animate it. Animate it, maybe. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Oh. This is like it was a <laughs> Disney event. Why is this why is the full length thing not up at Disney Plus? Yeah, why isn't the whole full length thing up on Disney Plus? You know yeah. what? I love Paul Hamilton. Hashtag Paul Hamilton. Oh, this is good. I like where this is going. <laughs> Replace it with Kelsey's full set. Yes. <laughs> the full lecture at the USA Hall, yes. whatever it was. Hall of for, Presidents. For when he fell off Texas <laughs> into the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Splash. Replace That's what Hamilton. they should replace Splash Mountain with. Is that? Is oh good lord! Like you're going down it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! That's the. That would be the most amazing thing. You're just at the top of the log flume or whatever, and you're getting <laughs> ready to go down. So you hear, I was uh, pretend I was a UN ambassador as I was walking, and then you just go, oh good lord! <laughs> and then you hear the splash. Yeah. Because they, I did read their reconceiving of the ride, which to me seems like they're open to pitches. I think so, and I know they they were leaning toward Princess and the Frog because it's the only diverse Disney yeah. cartoon in 110 right. years of, <laughs> of, of their company making 4,000 movies. If they had one. Yeah. We have two. One's really right. we're, reconce- we're reconceiving of it. Yeah. We think it's going to be this, but we can't commit. We're not. Hey, it's 2020. I think we're going to pull the thing that's from uh cuz it's from, <laughs> from Song of the South from, Hit, from Hitler's sketchbook. Yeah. We're we're going to pull that out and switch it for yeah. this other movie. We've got yeah, another David, one. David Duke had a blog and we designed a <laughs> we designed a ride around it. But we're thinking, we're not sure. We don't want to commit yet. Yeah. Not yet. We're we're still we're still chewing on it. <laughs> but money plane this looks awful and why why would you even make why would why would like who's going to feel satisfied that money plane exists go to your theater and send and demand that they open the theater and don't yes. wear a mask and 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 be really mad at people when they don't open the theater and then maybe bring a baseball bat just in case you need to break the window of the sure. theater and then climb into the theater. Yeah. You breathe on go, the cushions. Go there. You probably need a loaded handgun in case <laughs> <laughs> just because that seems to be the way things are going now yeah. where that's a ticket. You know how you used to have like a code on your phone and you give it and they'd scan that. Well, that's we yeah. don't use that anymore. We just use yeah. loaded handguns. Yeah. This is my ticket. <laughs> Two for money plane. Yeah, go right in. Go right in to the That's what I thought. Yeah, that's And then what you I go thought. in and you're like, where's the projectionist? Yeah. And then the theater doors lock once yeah. the people are in. Right. And you hear one single gunshot. And then you're like, Oh, I hope he I hope he killed himself. Instead he's just shooting at rats. 
trying to watch money playing in peace. <laughs> and these rats keep rats keep bothering me because the city is half taken over by nature again. It's like basically, certain- yes, it's like you're literally you're literally in the house of rats at this point. Yeah. Two for money playing. What about all these rats? Are they with you? No, these rats aren't with me. You go into the theater. You're like, is this seat taken? Rats are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's we one that's set- missing. And you're like, oh, what about this one? And the rat's like, no, that guy my, That guy went to the bathroom. He's coming right back. He's coming right Man, I can't get a freaking seat in this whole theater. These rats are setting their pizza crusts on it, holding a seat. You can't just set a pizza crust on it to hold a seat. That's not fair at a point. And then he sits on someone's pizza crust, and then next thing you know, you've never heard from that guy again. No. Then the rat, the rats rise. <laughs> like the curtain opens, and it wasn't a curtain. It was just a wall of rats. <laughs> and they decide to separate so they can get them on both sides. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't believe it. The curtain opened, but it went down. <laughs> And people were like, then I realized it wasn't a curtain at all. Mm-hmm. Thousands of rats <laughs> in a curtain formation. And then they got me, and I yeah. am a skeleton now. Because <laughs> the rats <laughs> ate every piece of meat off of me. And now the rats are playing my skeleton like it's a... Um... Little xylophone. Yeah. And the worst part is when it's my head, it makes the funny dook dook sound and everyone laughs. That's my head. All right. We're going to be right back. And then you're going to hear our version of your American Pie lyrics. So don't go anywhere. Well, welcome back. We now are about to do something that is pretty stupid. stupid. And I do want to say thank you guys so much for coming through on this. You know, you really did. Um, you know, you showed up for us when we needed you. And thank you all to uh, those who sent in these extremely stupid lyrics that we're going to figure out between the two of us. Um, and do the quintessential American Pie parody song. Because basically we wanted to do our version of American Pie, but written by you, the listener, and everybody kind of jumped on and wrote different parts of it. Yeah. And Brett, you've seen this. We have not seen all of it yet. Um, We're only seeing the very first couple lines that are on the screen now, and it already seems terrifying. They're so stupid. Yeah, I mean, a a huge thank you to everybody who submitted lyrics. Uh, It was really fun and also difficult to kind of piece this together from everybody's submissions. Uh, A specific thank you to the following people who who will hear their lyrics in this song. Uh, Macklin, Nicole, Raymond, Tim, Matt, Sylvia, and Patrick, thank you so much. Uh, you'll be hearing your lyrics in this in this song. Um, okay. And everybody, all, all those people kind of, they also did different, I think we gave a few different prompts. So there's there's different okay. sort of uh, themes in this parody. There's um, okay. a banana cream pie theme. Uh, sure. There's a Magnum P.I. verse. Oh, good. Uh, there's a, a bit about American Pie the movie. Uh, nice. Somebody actually did a, a bit about uh, our podcast, Double Threat. Um, okay. And then we kind of circle back to um, uh, banana cream pie. There was also a, a tiny little like bridge that I didn't have any lyrics oh. for. So it's just the original Don McLean lyrics. Okay, there. good. Uh, so oh, there's okay. a little bit of the original Great. in here as well. And if you want to read the full lyrics uh, or even find out what they all mean, uh, we put up uh, an annotated version of the lyrics on genius.com. We're calling this song banana cream pie. Uh, so just search banana cream pie on genius.com for the lyrics and the annotations. Okay, okay, cool. So let's figure this out. So do we want to do it with the track or do you want to just go through it? Should we like, how do we, how should we do this? Should we just go for it with the track? What do you think? Yeah, let's go for it with the track. Yeah, let's go for and it. Then yeah. We'll, yeah. Feel free to stop too as we go along if you need to uh, have something. To okay, that. got it. And we're going to do, we'll do it and we we'll make it perfect. Brad, right. we're professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're no, good. I, I we're know. Good it's, we're good uh, at this. We know what to do. All right, here we go. Okay. And you're starting it off? 
No, you are. I'll do the first two. Mm-hmm. A long, long yellow fruit I can still remember How the pie it used to make me smile And I knew if I had a knife That I could cut myself a slice And maybe I'd be happy for a while But quarantine, it made me shiver Cause house of pies, it don't deliver No pie on the doorstep What if there's no more left? I can't remember if I cried When I heard we had to stay inside But I got sad when I realized I don't know how to bake So bye-bye to banana cream pie Drove my Honda to the Ralphs But the Ralphs had no pie And them good old boys said we sell other dessert But every other dessert is a lie So this'll be the day that I die Did you see that pie of love? And do you have faith in bananas above? If Ina tells you so. The Barefoot Contessa. And do you believe in blind baking? Is that the recipe from the times you're making? And can you teach me how to sift real slow? Well, I know that you're in pain again Cause I saw you slip in the kitchen It looked like you had wheels Man, you need to pick up those peels I was a hungry teenage bronc and buck With a fork and plate, I just wanted a hunk But man, you didn't give a fuck the day You ate my pie I started singing Bye, bye, my banana cream pie I drove my fork into the plate But the plate was dry I'll just go drink that old boy's whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day I need more pie Now for 30 years we've been on our own While you started nine films about Jesse Stone Plus one yet to be released. This part's about Tom Selleck. I guess Jesse comes from the LAPD and ends up a small town police chief and was conceived by Parker Robert B. Oh, and while Jesse Stone was getting big, you guessed it as a guy named Ivan Tiggs in a courtroom show in Boston. With the cast you could get lost in. Meanwhile, Higgins wrote Robert Masters' books. At least that's how Thomas thinks it looks. But he's all done with chasing crooks the day that Magnum died. We were singing bye-bye, Mr. Magnum P.I. Scared the chickens out of Higgins, but the Ferrari was fine. Rick and, Rick and TC are drinking, drinking beers and oh, by the way, by the this, way program this program takes place in Hawaii. This program takes place in Hawaii. Ah, Abel's unstable, dumping shakes off the table. Sammy Hagar is horny but unstable. Josh Gad reunites casts who are bored. Tell your friends about Double Threat. Kevin Spacey talks to some Germans to what end they cannot determine. Whatever it might have been, they abhorred. Iowa Debris helps them rescue a schlub as they welcomed Eric to the club. Garrison Keeler canceled the cruise. He gave the Minnesotans the blues. Oh, this YouTube guy had a real big snit. Cause Patterson refused to get fit. Remember that part. Do you think that was the end of it? The day when double threat drops. 
We started singing bye-bye, all you loser pod guys. Tom and Julie roast you cruelly till you shut up and die. And good old Brett is playing clips they decry, saying what the fuck is this shit and why? What the fuck is this shit and why? Oh, my brother came by yesterday to give confession. I'm still a priest. I told him he could tell me through the door. Annotated lyrics at Genius.com. He said he jerked off at the airport and he steals money from our parents regularly. And oh yeah, he also steals pie. My eyes went wide in the shape of pies with tiny bananas inside. No brother of mine could keep that pie from me. I forgave him for that other shit. Do a Hail Mary and get over it. Now get me a pie or you're dead to me, he said. I need a week. He was singing bye by the movie American Pie. Got stroking heavy by Gene Levy, but he was a cool guy. And good old Oz is getting frisky in choir Singing Chris will be the way that I climb Chris will be the way that I climb I met a girl who sang the blues And I asked her for some happy news But she just smiled and turned away And I went down to the sacred store Where I'd heard the music years before But the man there said the music wouldn't play And in the street they heard my scream Outside at a DC claw machine Where oh where's the Batman? We're stuck with this lousy Pat man. Remember? And the two bods I admire most, Tim Allen, Buzz, and Graham Yost. I met him once on the set of Speed, the day Rob Pattinson tried. Episode 8. And I was singing... My, my Robert Pattinson guy Do some sit-ups or just get up Do some reps for I cry Our few heroes deserve the best you can try So by God, just look us straight in the eye And tell us you'll lay off the five guys But he was singing, let's buy some banana cream pie. Double spooning, I'm ballooning, I'm so full I could die. My doctor warned me, looked me right in the eye, saying, Jesus, your cholesterol's high. Well, that was something else, huh? That was terrific. And where else are you going to get that? Literally. <laughs> literally. 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 Nowhere else. Nowhere. No. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to Double Threat. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to podcasts and give us a nice rating and tell your friends and follow us on social media and all that good stuff and Email Brett stuff for us to talk about at doublethreatpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and a big a big thanks to the AV Club who named us uh, one of the best podcasts of 2020. Um, so congrats, Damn Tom sorry. and Julie. That was pretty cool. Well, thank you, Brett. It was pretty sweet, but we earned it. Yeah, tell me about it. And thank you to Mike Kroll, our theme musicman. And to Michael Kupperman, our our logoman, mm-hmm. and and thanks to Don McLean. Is it Don McLean, like Mister Clean? Don McLean. McLean. I've always heard his like shirt, like Shirley McLean. Yeah. Well, or it could be both. And thanks to Scoob, not for sponsoring us, because you didn't. 
but for making a nice movie for Tom to watch while yeah. I, uh, God, I ate a lot of pizza yesterday. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.